Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Hey, before we begin, I want to give a, a precursor to an upcoming episode I'm super excited about. We're bringing back some of the interviews. We finally got a little bit refocused on this and who we are you know, interviewing and why and so forth. And we have one coming up, but I'll, I'll sort of tease for the next few episodes just to, just to kind of prepare you because it's, it's a 60 minutes or so, but it is an amazing podcast with a woman... Her name, uh, oh my goodness, I just... Lauren. Thank you. I just went, I was Come like on, Cheerful Quint. Baker. Well, I know her moniker. And get it together, man. Cheerful Baker, uh, Lauren Jacobs, thank you very much. Uh, but her DIY money story of how she went from, you know, making some cookies at home to now putting her her son through college while, while selling... Uh, you know what? Cookie cutters via mail. I mean, mm-hmm. her appearance on the uh, Christmas baking or the cookie baking show or whatever it was on the on the cooking channel. It was just amazing. Am I butchering things? You're laughing at me because it's the cooking show. Thank and you. It was on the cook. She did cooking things with cookies <laughs> on the channel with the cooking. <laughs> Anyways, it's gonna be awesome. You guys should listen. We have clearance, Clarence. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? You know, Lauren's awesome. amazing. I could listen to her talk all day. She's so sweet. Oh, super sweetheart. Did you know her before that or no? No, that was the first time I met her. Yeah, she's wonderful. So she's that's great. coming up. Also, our 500th episode. Is that coming up soon? Booyah! What number is this? Do you know? 470-ish, uh, Niner. I don't know. Do you have a big elaborate plan for Did what you? we're going to do? I don't know, but you sh- what you should have done pop culture-wise, you should have been like, was that a Niner? <laughs> But you know, that doesn't that doesn't ring with you, does it? No. No, I love when I have <laughs> jokes that just go way over your head. It's awesome. Well, we're we were sitting here, I don't know, around Christmas time, Logan was here or something, and I I don't this is gonna be bad because I don't remember, but I mean I used a just a the leg lamp or something. I don't know. I mean, I know that's not a good one. What? Clark. Clark. Griswold. No, you Clark knew Griswold? that. He you knows. had to have known that. You didn't you still didn't you didn't know that? Jelly of the Month Club. The what? Did I oh, not know this either? My I gosh. think I just redeemed Logan. You don't know what about the Jelly of the Month Club Christmas vacation? Clark, that's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Oh, it's in Christmas vacation. Oh. Oh. I've seen Christmas Vacation. No, I don't no, know you that haven't. I know the Jelly no, of the Month. No, you have not. What seen is the Christmas? Jelly of the you Month? You might have look at listen to see Christmas Vacation once through five is not seeing Christmas Vacation. Okay, I mean you got a five plus that sucker. Clark got a gift to the Jelly of the Month Club <laughs> instead of his Christmas bonus, and cousin Eddie was oh, like, "That was the gift, That's the okay, gift okay. that keeps on giving, Clark." And then he got upset. He went and got his boss. Oh, my gosh. It's a good thing you are a CPA and you know about the DIY money lifestyle. You kick me off for not no, seeing No, absolutely it. <laughs> not. But we might have a pop, pop culture Christmas uh, around here. All right. Uh, this, this show and all shows brought to you by Jewel Financial. Check us out on the web, Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E. Learn more about our wealth development program. Or, you know, we've got some folks that are DIY money listeners and you're rolling into retirement. So if that's you and you would like a second opinion on your retirement strategy or maybe you have an advisor who's 
you know, like crickets, not calling you, talking to you, hit us up. We'd love to learn more about your situation. All right. We're going to jump right into the question because I feel like we spent a little too much time on the coffee talk. Pop culture. Yeah. So let's go. We got another one about a 529. Linda, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hello, DIY Money. My husband and I have a one-year-old son. Our son's 529 account currently has approximately $27,000 for college, and we plan to contribute $500 a month until he is 18. Our in-laws also contribute $5,000 a year in a separate 529 account for him, and they intend to contribute to it until he is 18 years old as well. Our concern is that we do not know if we are overfunding or underfunding his 529 account as we cannot anticipate his college costs in the future. What factors should we consider in our calculation? If we are overfunding his account, when should we stop our contributions and contribute to a different account? Let me know your thoughts. Thank you. Okay, Linda, this is a uh, this is an interesting question because you, you, I'm good. We're going to answer the question, which I realize sometimes we don't do. I've listened to some episodes in the past, and I'm like, we didn't really even answer that question. Uh, but you know. There's sometimes there's a deeper question at hand that that we want to bring out that you might not be thinking about. And I do think that's some of the value of the show. So right off the bat, let's let's do some math. You've got a twenty seven thousand dollar college fund to begin with for your one year old and you're putting in six thousand dollars a year. So if you were to and there's also a second account. With $5,000 going into it as well. Annually. Annually in a separate account. Okay. So if we take the present value of $27,000 and we are putting an additional, am I reading this right, $11,000 a year? Yes. So $11,000 a year at an 8% interest, and your son is one, so let's just say in 17 years he will be going off to college. You are looking at a four hundred and seventy-one thousand dollar five twenty-nine. I got a little less than that. So I used an eight percent rate of interest. Okay, eight percent. I used an eight percent rate of interest, assuming you know you keep it invested and so forth. But I think, in my personal opinion, to answer your question, I think that is potentially extremely overfunded. Now, why do I say potentially? Because your son could be a doctor, and you have just funded his undergrad and his graduate and medical school, and that's pretty good. Now, that's probably in today's dollars, so maybe you need another half a million by the time he goes there, but here's my concern. My concern is between now and age 18, there's a million things that can happen both with the educational system, but also with your son's desires, skills, you know, whatever. And he may not go to college. He may go to college on a scholarship. He may have working, you know, credits or be an RA like Logan was. And so I think you've got to really strike a balance here between what is funded designated for the 529 and and what could be used for college in other accounts. So, for example, when my sons were born, now I I don't know why I used 80 
instead of 100, and I think in the past I might have said 100, but I went back and looked. I desired to have $80,000 in an account for them by the time they were 18. So I say account because I don't say 529. I don't say college. I just say an account. If it was to be used for college, great. If it wasn't and it needed to be used for a car or a, a, obviously we're not buying an $80,000 car, but you know, part of it to be used for a car in the future for a house or the ability in the future to be used for their retirement. I, I wanted that account there. Now, I think I just said, hey, 20 grand a year towards college, 80 grand. That's probably how I came up with it. Now, what I did is I did the same math that I did for your account, and I just said 80000 is my future value. I was starting with zero because they were just born, and I basically did the math based on an 8% rate of return of how much I needed to put in every month. And believe it or not, I'm going to be very close to that. My son's now 16. I'm going to be very close to that number within the next two years in that account for him for college. Now, at that age, when he was just born, I made a decision. It was interesting because prior to that, being a broker, uh, I was told, I was you know taught in the industry, oh, you find somebody who has kids, sell them a 529. And I, and I stress that word, sell them a 529. And so then I had kids, and I was like, well, do I really want a 529? Now, at the time... You couldn't use a 529 for preliminary education, which means you know elementary or middle or high school, et cetera, private school. And if it wasn't used for college, there was nothing else you could do with it. It was very hindering. So that's why we opted not to use a 529 at all. And yes, there's some, so somebody would say, yeah, but you don't get the tax benefits. I can promise you my 16-year-old has not paid taxes on that account and won't because it's been tax managed appropriately his entire life and will continue to do so. Now, when he's 18 and he gets that money, that's another story. But that's the route we went. Now, in your situation, you've already got a strong start on this 529 and you're continuing. If it were me, again, this is just me, I would probably back off the savings designated for the 529 and explore other options that you could save for your son that, yes, could be used for college, but also could be used elsewhere. And we have a myriad of other episodes about that very topic. What say you, Allie? Girl, do your thing. For one, let me talk a little bit to kind of, I'll pivot and hit on kind of more high-level Because um, I didn't leave you much. Application. You pretty much nailed it, honestly. Well, we but I mean, right I took there. a lot. I probably should have <laughs> no, I should have just went down you're one great. path so instead of seven. We just had an episode, and you kind of hinted at this, that they're changing a lot of the 529 rules and expanding what that can be used for. So I would say, if you want to learn more about that, go back. You can listen to that episode. But the gist is, there's that $35,000 limit. They can move into a Roth IRA. So you were talking, too, about what if this your son does not go to college... At that point, you would be able to use 35000 of that for a Roth IRA. The other option, if they don't have qualified educational expenses, would be to change beneficiaries. So that whole fund would have to move to another beneficiary, and there's some rules on who that can be. The other aspect I kind of think that we might want to touch on a little bit more is you mentioned starting at the 
the future value of what you think might be helpful for college and working backwards? I think that is a very challenging question in someone in Linda's shoes. They was my magic shoes. Her son is one year old, so she has no idea if he's going to go to college at all, if he's going to be a doctor. If he does go to college, is he probably going to go to a state school? Is he going to go to a private educational college? So I think what might be helpful, kind of what you said, is since you have a great start on the 529 until you can get a better understanding of how much you might need in the future value looking at some of those other options. I guess here's what I don't understand. Why is everyone so hung up on a 529 plan? (laughs) Like it doesn't, I don't, I genuinely don't understand it. The the one thing, and I'm open to dialogue about this, but I'm going to kind of, now listen, I and my wife just put $10,000 each in a 529 plan. Okay. Not for education. Not at all. We did it so that in 15 years, it will grow to approximately 31, 32,000. We will begin the Roth conversion strategy tax-free and have another 35,000 by the time it's all said and done in a Roth. Okay, that's mm-hmm. a no-brainer. But, but why? Like, are you – the only reason, in my opinion, is that you don't – you're scared to death for your kid at 18 – to have that much money put in his name. But at one, how do you know if that's appropriate or not? Fair. Like, I, I mean, and again, I, I I don't, that's the only thing I don't, like, why a 529? And if you're concerned about the 18, do what Daniel does. Put it in another account in your and your spouse's name or only your name designated for your kid in the future. And gift it to them at the appropriate time. And then somebody will say, yeah, but you don't get the tax benefit. What do you mean you don't get the tax benefit? Buy Berkshire Hathaway. It hasn't paid a dividend ever. There's no taxes. Like, you don't pay taxes. Buy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just don't understand the infatuation with 529s. I'm going to just go out on a limb for that. <laughs> That's going to be my new position. I really am. Because it seems like we talk about them. We open Pandora's box, and everybody gets them. And I don't understand it. Anyways. Okay. So no, Linda, I don't think you should do it. <laughs> all that to say. All that to say, I no, think you should not do that anymore. Do I think that you should anymore. explore other options for saving for your son for college, in my personal opinion. Linda, listen, 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 you, listen, Linda. Boy, I took us off the rails there. Sorry, Linda. I don't, you know, happy to dialogue <laughs> offline about this further, but I just think, you know, there's other options. There's, there's better ways to do it and and still accomplish what the what you're trying to accomplish with a little bit more flexibility a lot more flexibility a lot more flexibility a lot more flexibility especially with that amount of money that would be in it absolutely okay i don't know i don't know if that was a good thing or not i just took that stand but i feel like it's it's done now can't go back you said it all right let's wrap things up we're going to send linda a 25 dollar amazon gift card we need those questions coming please do send the audio question try to keep it within a minute to podcast at DIYmoney.org. That's podcast at DIYmoney.org. And remember, friends, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make. Invest the rest. And do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. (laughs) 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.